0: Good evening, Patriots. And it's Sunday, July 10th in the year 2022. Welcome to Monday if you're on the East Coast. It's a great day here in Oregon. I don't know how it was anywhere else in the country, but, and we have literally perfect weather right now. And the crazy part is they're they're chemtrailing, chemtrailing the hell out of us right now. Literally, a jet flew over with four streams pouring out the back right over my head today when I was up at the other property. Crazy. So, and the weather's, like, perfect. So I'm kind of, like, at this point, like, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it because it's okay for me. <laughs> Turn me into a nanobot. That's what they're doing anyway. They're pumping all sorts of stuff out here. Who knows what. Patriots, before we begin tonight, make sure you're taking good care of your immune sp- system. Speaking of nanobots, you don't want them. You want to get rid of them. And there's all sorts of good products you can use to help make that happen. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day, while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Well, we know that the country is in the process of being reshaped as the entire network of control is being collapsed around us. And the question really to be asking as we go through a lot of things tonight, and I would encourage you to ask, is who is going to step into the vacuum of power? And what that is that going to become? It's a very important principle here. And this is, again, where the idolatries of politicians are going to potentially lead to major traps, and it's important to really keep that in focus. I want to begin tonight just with this article that was in Zero Hedge today, and it was put out earlier this morning. The facade of California's economy is about to crumble. I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs here. The statistical data and economic projections can be incredibly misleading Without taking context into account, this fact is often exploited by governments around the world, and there is probably no better example than the state of California. There is an old mantra when it comes to warfare, which is to never buy into your own propaganda. This is to say never buy into the lie that you are winning if you are actually losing. The economic and political news coming out of California is consistently dismal these days, and yet state politicians and bureaucrats continuously insist that things have never been better. Furthermore, they really know how to spend their data. For example, California has been losing more people to relocation in the past few years than at any time in the past century. Try to research the subject matter and you will be able to be buried in an avalanche of pro-California fluff pieces with the local media designed to obscure the problem. State numbers indicate a loss of 117,000 people in 2021 alone on top of huge losses in 2019 and 2020, but this number does not mention context of 280,000 people left the state over 280,000 people left the state on 2020, in 2021 for a number of reasons, though COVID lockdowns and Vax mandates seem to be high on the list. But the government then adds new residents to the mix to diminish the losses. Who are the, these new people moving into California? Mostly illegal immigrants, according to the Border Patrol numbers. Illegal border crossings in California in 2021 hit the highest level since the height of the Obama era in 2008, Between 2.3 million and 2.6 million illegals reside in the state today, and that's one quarter of the estimated 11 million illegals that live in the entire U.S. In other words, California lost 280,000 legal citizens last year and is replacing many of them with people who are not citizens at all. Then they claim the population decline is not that bad. This is the persistent lies, just an example of the persistent lies that we constantly live under. And it's all this massive facade, and it's the, going to be the biggest red pill at the end of the day to realize that not only is our government corrupt, we accept that, not only is our government criminal, more and pe- more people are accepting that, but our government is the hegemon for most of the exported evil around the world. And that has to start getting into people's heads because we have to get rid of this tyranny. It's, it's really that simple. Now, something very interesting happened today along these lines, which is actually very telling of the certain state of, of insurgency that we have right now. So NATO countries are mapping out plans for World War III, whether you knew that or not, that's happening. Western leaders met in Madrid this lap sweep to map out a war strategy against the Russian Federation. Now, I need to be very clear here, and I need people to really listen to what I'm going to say. We are now, we have now started a war with Russia as the sole nuclear power that actually matches our effects. We haven't declared a war. What we've been doing is sending over CIA teams, we've been hiring mercenaries, and we've been shipping weapons to kill Russian soldiers in Ukraine, which by definition is still in their control from the Soviet era. It is simply a neighboring territory of theirs, like somebody going into Guam or the American Virgin Islands or Puerto Rico. We are putting people in Ukraine in the same principle and killing Russians. And there are people that are believing this is a noble fight. Well, Russia today sent out a very interesting message. And I'll just read what it says here that while NATO heads of state and government are gathered in Madrid mapping out a third world war against the Russia Federation, Russian state space corporation Roscosmos Cosmos has released on its telegram channel the coordinates of Western decision making centers. It displays satellite images of the U- of the White House and the Pentagon, United States. In parentheses, of NATO headquarters, Belgium. In parentheses, of the Congress Center, Spain, where the NATO summit is being held. Of the Ministry of Defense, and uh, uh, being held of the Ministry of Defense is another one, United Kingdom, the Reichstag, and the Federal Chancellery of Germany, even the Elysee Palace in France. All right, so why is that important? One, this is not what it seems. The, the This headline is being picked up as though it was being gamed to threaten people with a nuclear war. Pay very close attention to what Russia spoke of and listed here. The White House and the Pentagon. Those two places exist within the District of Columbia. District of Columbia is not a part of the United States. It is a corporately owned tyranny, center of power that is controlled by the Bank of London and the Vatican. And by definition, it is a foreign land in our own country. So Russia is not picking a fight. The Russian Federation is not looking to pick a fight with us. And you'll also notice what's not in that list. They did not list the Cheyenne Mountain. Why is that important? Because Cheyenne Mountain has been in lockdown since May of 2020, and it's where the nuclear codes are being held and who has the authority to launch a ballistic attack, a counterattack, or a ballistic attack against the Federation, Russian Federation. These centers of power, the White House, the Pentagon, and all of these others are where the, what we would call the NWO has its foothold and who Russia is truly at war with. So you're seeing some brinksmanship happening here that's quite revealing. And what we can also assume from this, because we know that the nuclear codes are not in the hands of this hand puppet that we call, is being called a president. They are still in the hands of a military element, which is in Cheyenne Mountain. They control the strategic codes. The SCS class... Senior Executive Service is controlling the governance in the United States and the military wing that's in, in Cheyenne Mountain is controlling the strategic assets of the United States for, for war. Russia didn't target that. They, put, they made note of the Pentagon and the White House, which are completely, essentially taken over. This is the same Pentagon that's having soldiers shower with transgenders. So you can start to get a picture here of the bigger war that's going on. And it's important to grasp the magnitude of what's at play here because the proxy war that is happening against Russia is being waged in the name of the United States people but is being waged by the corporation of the United States against Russia, which is not technically our country. Why do I say that? Because in the coming months... I would not be at all surprised to see Washington, D.C. vaporized. And I mean that completely when I say. So we're into some really crazy times right now, and we're going to walk as a nation and as a world, we're going to walk to the brink of of absolute annihilation. I am absolutely convinced of this. And this is not rattling some doomsday point. It's because there's no other way to wake people up. And I don't mean like it's engineered to do that. It's like people are going to let it happen because they're that asleep. Right now we've got the farmers standing up in Denmark. They've been fighting for three years against the NWO and they're finally unifying together. But here's the amazing thing about what's going on in Denmark is that the people aren't mad at the farmers for not having food on the shelves. The people know where the enemy is. It is their government that has been sold out to the NWO. Canada, as a nation is unifying and increasing to unify in its focal point of where the evil is. And that center of control and power rests in their government in particular with their with their prime minister Trudeau. And that's happening. The prime minister of Estonia stepped down. France has lost control. Macron is now losing it will probably be out because he's lost control of the majority of the people. Boris Johnson and his staff slowly started to lose control, and then suddenly everybody resigned. There, that's unprecedented in the, in the world history, especially coming out of the UK. Italy is on the brink of implosion. Spain is on the brink of implosion. The farmers in Denmark have linked with the farmers in Italy, Germany, and Poland now. Poland is on the rise. Argentina is on the rise. Venezuela. We have a global revolution is going on right now of the people. But you'll notice what I didn't mention. There's one big country there that's kind of like, where are they? And that's us. Because we're the center of the control. And this matrix of power is still extremely deep and effective And all of the distractions that are going on here by the minority that has now become the vocal, the most vocal part of our society, which are those that are absolutely immoral in behavior. If you are an immoral, if you have any sort of immoral behavior, you will get the pulpit, so to speak. That's not referencing to the churches, though maybe it is depending on the church. So we are in a critical point right now where we have to continue to push harder and push through this this barrier of truth. Or I should say the barrier to truth. And it's very real. More and more, the stories that have been floating are starting to go silent. And my opinion is that many of these that are going silent are critical and aren't. and the problem, again, and I've said this so many times, when people put hope into one man like Trump, or hope in the white hats to save the day they're missing the entire principle of how this nation was built and they're missing the entire principle of how it is built as a Christian nation we're not going to get saved at the last minute by Jesus rolling in and fixing everything for us there is a judgment that comes with that anyway and and Jesus is looking for a bride And that means you need to be in the place of being ready. It doesn't mean like you get to sit on the side and go, okay, I'm going to wait and see what's going to happen. That doesn't count. So we're in this constant churning right now. And the question we need to ask is who is going to fill that void. And if it's not going to be the people, that's where the vulnerability comes in. We are in a very delicate walk right now as a nation and as a world because the Western world is imploding the BRICS nation, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, which has essentially waged this counterfight by establishing a currency network that's back, backed in gold and have been able to break away from the Rothschild's banking system. China being in a strange position there because China has the CCP and the CCP is a deep state operation. But they are primarily controlled by the Han dynasty, and the Hans have want nothing to do with the Rothschilds. How long the Hans last is just a matter of time, and China is probably going to break up into three or five of its traditional kingdoms over the next three years. And that will be divided up in the dynasties, which I think there's like 24 or 27 dynasties in China, old family dynasties. Taiwan's going to end up circulating back into China's control. That's going to have to be because it's been an outpost for us to do the same thing we've been doing with Ukraine. And I think the biggest reveal that will probably come of this, my expectation is we're going to discover that this whole concept of COVID, which caused this whole thing, this kind of sars cov virus thing, it, was never, it didn't ever come out of the Wuhan labs. It was developed and shared by mul- shared in multiple of the U.S. bioweapons labs, and the U.S. was the one that released it to the world. Again, our government, our corporatocracy, our corporate USA did this to the world, tied in with big pharma, big banking, Rothschilds, and Rockefeller-type de- deep pocket and bank control and probably echelons above them, all to try to bring the world to its knees to force them into a global system of banking, which was all about ultimate enslavement through digital currency. That burden of responsibility, of acceptance of that evil, is going to fall on us. And I've talked a number of times about this, and I'm very clear about it. And the problem that we have right now when we aren't going as a nation the risk, I should say, not a problem, the risk that we have right now as a nation as we walk this path is that there is still so much obsession over President Trump to seek him to be the solution. Now, I just want to put this in a simple context. I want you to imagine a near humanity-ending moment, and I think we're getting there pretty quickly. We're seeing infrastructure systems collapsing, water is getting scarce, food is falling short, fuel is becoming harder. All of these things are happening right before our very eyes as we're being forced into an economy supposedly because it's good for us, this green economy with electric cars that there aren't even enough in the system to supply what we need if we wanted them and I don't want one. And as you approach that along with the impacts of the vax, you start to see a crumbling and falling apart of a political system that is deeply corrupted. We know that this system is so deeply rotten, it's a question of whether we can even save it. Personally, I don't think we can. So what rises out of the ashes of that? Is it going to be the people? has strong leadership and really putting emphasis locally and looking for a small federal, or is it going to be the people turning to big rallies like Trump leads and ask him to lead us? Keep in mind that for the last three years, there has been a meme that was started by Dan Scavino that has been showing Trump to be in. And they show these placards, Trump 2020, 2024, 2028, 2032, 2036, 2040, and so on. Look, I'm just putting this out here because Putin is president for life. She is president for life. And there's one missing and it's going to be up to the people. But if you break a society hard enough down to its knees, they'll accept anything to get out of it, especially with the sort of political capital that Trump has on a global level. Essentially, what you have is the potential to create out of this mess a permanent president or a king. And the interesting thing about that is one other time that happened in our nation. And that was under George Washington. They asked him after the revolution if he would be king and he was wise enough to say no. He also didn't have a big ego. So these are things to really consider carefully. And it's one that we know where we sit in this because there's only one king. And it's not a human being. It's our Lord and Savior Christ. And those eyes have to remain on that. And that's going to be a discipline as we go forward here, as I've talked about now repeatedly this last week, is it's the walk of Joshua where he encounters the captain of the Lord's army. And he asks, What's, are you for us or against us? And, he, and the response is No. And basically, I'm just the captain of the Lord's army. I'm here representing the Lord. In, in translating that in simple terms, he's He's not involved with this silliness of bipolarism, of good or bad. Our walk is with God, an important one to remember. I'm gonna, I want to put a piece up here. It's by a guy by the name of Dave Cullen. It's a really good piece. If you have not followed him, he is on... His site is actually called ComputingForever.com, but Dave Cullen is is a really good researcher. He's Irish, and I want you to hear his summation. This is about eight minutes, but it's a really excellent piece of review and understanding of the magnitude of where all this ties together. Remember the concept: you control the food, you control a nation, or you control the people. You control the energy, you control a nation. You control the money, you control the world. In the midst of all of this, everyone's talking about these new currencies, everybody's building a digital currency, and in the end, we're not hearing anybody talking about what's going where this really where we're sitting in relation to the ship to currency, whether you're on the quote, good side or the bad side. But everything
1: is going digital, and it's a very important principle to understand of why. The globalists have wanted to eliminate paper, cash, and coins for a long time now so as to have complete control of the financial system. Well, lo and behold, when the fake pandemic comes along, suddenly we're told that cash carries COVID and people should try to use their debit cards more. Tap-to-pay limits were increased in Ireland from €15 to €50, so as to encourage more cashless purchases in shops and other brick-and-mortar businesses. We've even had more businesses refuse to accept cash in some circumstances, and apparently this is totally fine with our governments, despite the fact that cash is a form of legal tender and every business should be legally obliged to accept it as such. It was truly laughable and kind of disturbing that the public the world over would be taken in by the argument that cash transactions should be reduced to limit the spread of a virus, given that we've known that the elimination of cash has been a high priority of the technocrats for many years now. This next article is from the bl.com. Shanghai banks restrict withdrawals. Rumours about virus spread via cash. Recently, banks across Shanghai shut down automated teller machines transactions, alleging a virus spread via cash. Currently, long lines of people are queuing up in front of banks in Shanghai. Some netizens worry about a wave of mass withdrawals in the future and criticise the banks for intentionally creating panic. It's funny how COVID isn't spread on paper receipts and newspapers, though. The gradual phasing out of cash has been in the works for some time now aided by the huge convenience of being able to simply tap a debit card or a credit card to pay for things, rather than carrying around paper notes and coins. Banks have also been limiting the amount of cash their customers can take out of their accounts. And of course, as part of the slow phasing out of cash, there are plans to make certain amounts of cash payments illegal in the European Union. I've already discussed this article from the independent.ie. Cars, Funerals and Home Improvements EU to crack down on large cash payments. Cash payments will be banned under EU rules expected to come into force within three years. Move could affect a large section of society who choose to operate solely on a cash basis, which is, of course, their right. This time, the justification being used is to stop money laundering. Cash payments over 10,000 euros for transactions such as car purchases, home improvements, or funeral bills will be banned under EU rules expected to come into force within three years. The EU legislation is being considered in an attempt to clamp down on cross-border money laundering on a wider European basis. (laughs) Whatever the contrived justification, the war on cash has nothing to do with combating criminal activity and everything to do with ending our freedom. So long as cash is in circulation, we have the freedom to engage in private business transactions with anyone we like and such transactions cannot be stopped or tracked. But a world in which the only currency is digital and there is no cash means that your government and the globalists they work on behalf of have complete visibility of your purchasing habits and, if they so wish, they can block certain purchases. They can place a tariff on some transactions. They can deactivate your ability to spend your money when you want. If you've violated some social credit rules or hate speech terms of service, maybe your bank account is suspended for a time as punishment. Your bank card could be restricted when you go to pay for your groceries, for example, in the supermarket. But in addition to these forms of financial control, there are others. It appears the plan under the Great Reset is for our money to not only be digital, but in essence, to be reduced to being little more than a kind of coupon system. Because your money can be programmed to only operate in certain places for certain products at certain times. This recent article is from The Telegraph, dated June 21st, 2021. Bank of England tells ministers to intervene on digital currency programming. Digital cash could be programmed to ensure it is only spent on essentials or goods which an employer or government deems to be sensible. Huh. And what qualifies goods as being essential or sensible? The Bank of England has called on ministers to decide whether a central bank digital currency should be programmable, ultimately giving the issuer control over how it is spent by the recipient. Tom Mutton, a director at the Bank of England, said during a conference on Monday that programming could become a key feature of any future central bank digital currency in which the money would be programmed to be released only when something happened. He said, You could introduce programmability. What happens if one of the participants in a transaction puts a restriction on future use of the money? There could be some socially beneficial outcomes from that, preventing activity which is seen to be socially harmful in some way. Who gets to determine what's socially harmful? But at the same time, it could be a restriction on people's freedoms. He warned that the government would be required to intervene and make the final decision. Yeah, because we should just totally trust the government with our freedoms. They're definitely qualified to determine how free we should be. Mr. Mutton said, That is a really delicate debate that needs to be had. It is not something we can settle ourselves. That is for the government to lead on. Or maybe the people to lead on? Because right now the governments are leading the people and not the other way around? Just something to think about. A digital currency could make payments faster, cheaper and safer. Ah, The conveniences. These are always used to push through the agenda. But also opens up new technological possibilities. Including programming, effectively allowing a party in a transaction such as the state or an employer to control how the money is spent by the recipient. So just imagine your money being turned into a kind of glorified gift voucher for use only in certain businesses or on certain products at certain times. This will be a gift to the climate change zealots who will see this as an opportunity to prevent people from buying certain products they see as harmful to the environment. For example, if they want to get people onto a plant or synthetic meat-based diet, or insects for that matter, they can make it so that purchases of, say, red meat are essentially switched off for a period of time, making it so that only alternative fake meat or insect products are available to buy in the store. A new digital currency can essentially be programmed to only work at certain times. Your universal basic income that you receive from the state May also have a use-by period in other words the money is like a voucher which expires by a certain date this encourages people to spend it quickly such that they can never save money so they can't accumulate wealth after all by 2030 you're supposed to own nothing and apparently be happy and like a voucher this currency can not only expire but it can only be used to purchase products and services from certain massive corporations in certain stores. This is the stakeholder capitalism that the World Economic Forum talks about. It would be the perfect way to put mom-and-pop shops out of business by literally making it impossible to give them money. As you can imagine, programmable currency would be the perfect tool for introducing a rationing system for food, building materials, fuel, electricity, you name it. From here, the gamification of the economy could begin. You could earn social credit points by complying with whatever government mandates are put in place, and in exchange, you'll receive some more digital currency rations, or you'll unlock the ability to purchase more stuff. Access to your money could also be switched off if the government believes you've exceeded your carbon emissions quota for the month, or you could be restricted into buying just essential items only. With this technology, the social engineers would have unprecedented levels of control over our lives. The tyranny that the world is facing right now has been made possible only because humanity is now living at a stage of such decadence and comfort that people will do anything to maintain the lifestyle they've become accustomed to, including surrendering their freedoms. The problem is that once you've done that, the old life you had can never come back, because... It was only through the sacrifices that your ancestors made to achieve your freedoms that such a lifestyle became possible in the first place.
0: That last piece is dead on. And it's really what we have to keep in mind in all of this, because the goal of digital money is real by whatever faction is fighting right now. Remember, I keep saying there's a major war going on between elites. And the glimpse of that really is this idea that and I'll use the Q concept, which is let us show you a new world, a new opportunity with technologies. Well, I, don't, I didn't have a vote in that. Neither did you. Somebody has an idea of what our future is going to be because they've determined what we need to evolve to, apparently. And that's this war bec- between elites to see who's going to dominate critical domains in technology and influence and over the people. So we're not really getting our say. And as the things continue to crumble, the digital currency is something that is being rolled out, whatever side you're on. That's not even a debate right now. The question is whether it's a global currency or whether it remains a regional currency. But the regional aspect of this is getting more and more real. You're not hearing anybody say withdraw the CBDC. You're just talking about pushing forward with it. And then you'll hear things like, well, Who's going to control it? And that's always the same thing. Who is controlling the power strings of the world? And if we're not looking at that critically, as society gets worn down, they're going to look towards this the they're going to look towards a savior in biblical terms, I think that would look something like an Antichrist. And it's very important to keep that in mind. So consider a couple of these things, just the sort of infection that we have within our system. And it's very real. Take a listen to this on military soldiers right now and what's going on inside the military.
2: Did you know, Todd, the military is starting to test the members of the military for AIDS?
3: Yes, I do know that.
2: Are are you? And sickle
3: cell, too, by the way, and sickle cell as well, because the, the vaccines have also the the propensity right. to change the shape of red blood cells. And so right. now they're showing up with sickle cell, with HIV, with cancers that, that never existed before. Um, you know, it was only in 2021 that we found there was an 1100% increase in in all-cause morbidity mortality. We don't know what those numbers are anymore because the DOD changed them and fudged them. And I was talking to one of our whistleblowers yesterday, funny enough, and I said, well, how can we track how many pilots are no longer flying because they can't? and uh, And this person effectively said, "We can't because now dmed is uh, is worthless. It's not useful because the the numbers are all made up. We don't even know how to track this now.
2: Now that they're doing these blood tests and they're looking to see if members of the military who've been vaccinated have AIDS, vaccine induced uh, yes. vaccine acquired immune deficiency, basically, That's are right. they also looking to see if, in fact some of the members of the military even took the vaccine because let's face it there's people out there that'll, for a hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever, you can walk into a CVS, and sure. they'll, they'll take your vaccine, squirt it into the trash can and fill out the form and say, well, sure. they came in for their vaccine, didn't tell, I didn't have to tell you I yes. put it in their arm, you know? Are they gonna be able yes. to determine well, they, that, and they that? Can
3: tell. Yeah, yeah, they can. So um, we did mass spectrometry on both Pfizer and Moderna, and we found that each of them contains something called luciferase, right. and in one of them it's an SM-102, and the other one is ALC-3015 as key ingredients. Luciferase is a bioluminescent um, ingredient, for lack of a better word, that will in fact allow um, third party onlookers to know whether or not you got the shot. And I've talked to people who showed up at the border with their fake vaccine cards and were turned away because the the border inspectors knew they hadn't had the shots. They they knew remotely. So the answer to your question is yes, they'll know whether people got the shots or not. And those who stood up and said, I'm not getting the shots, are already getting processed out, right? That's, Right. That's what we're doing from day to day is trying to help those people. Well,
0: there was an interesting piece shared with me last or shared on the boards last night. And I'm really glad it was. And you know who you are that shared it because it was Jim Crenshaw. So thank you very much in our chat. And this was a powerful piece that I sat and listened to last night. And it, it's titled, An Insider Tells About the Darkest Side of CERN, Destruction of Souls. Everyone needs to hear this. You'll find it on BitChute. And Here's the summation. I'm just going to give it to you very quickly because it's very involved and it's about 30 minutes and it's worth listening to because this particular scientist, and this is a piece that goes back to 2015 before CERN did its upgrades, by the way, but it's really important to listen to because this is a scientist who has worked at CERN and other facilities and is also a Christian and believer in Jesus. So it's very important that you to try to listen to this piece. I will put the link. We'll put this in telegram family room. It's important to hear it, but here's the summation of it. And this is where these sorts of things all tie together in a lot of the pieces we're talking about. We're watching a collapse of society. And I keep, and I'm emphasizing the point of you have to break society and run them down so low that then you can introduce new leadership we've got Putin president for life, she president for life. I don't know what's going to happen to us, but here's the thing. All of that starts to look very much like a variation of agenda 2030 and or NWO. Okay. New world order. It just takes on different forms because when you start to overlay digital currency and having to remake society, this is where you're right. But how do you get people to a point where they just finally exhaust themselves. Well, you have to get to a, you have to literally bring them to the brink. Well, here's something that's interesting. And this is, this is just something to think about, but you've heard me mention this before. You've heard this type of idea as I've discussed this as well with Dr. Lee Merritt and Dr. Carrie Midday. And here, here's where we're at. These injections, I have theorized, I have affected people's frequency. CERN, at the darker part of this, is dealing with antimatter. And as this study shows, CERN has been dealing with antimatter and the negative energies that it can accumulate and how negative energies and antimatter tie together and bond together. And they have measured out exactly how much each person would need, a human being meaning, would need to be disrupted by mass inputs of negative energies to overtake you through an antimatter release and the one there's a couple key ingredients here people's frequencies need to be diminished through anger and fear I mean this is biblical and it's very sense this is what this is the study it's pretty fantastic or the presentation you need to listen to this so if you imagine how people have been primed with this shot to affect their frequencies We could be facing, I'm going to be highlighting, we could be facing something absolutely unimaginable to where you start to see just incredible levels of violence. And if you're paying attention to what's going around, there's certain groups of people that are tied very deeply to the Democrat model, the liberal model. And it's not by race, it's just by class of people. And they are extremely consumed with anger right now and and probably some fear but highly consumed with anger and you're seeing levels of violence that are just off the charts according to this and this is not the first time I've heard this this is why I'm bringing it up according to this this report they have already developed this mechanism I've heard it in terms of frequency I had never heard it in terms of antimatter but I know for a fact that they have created the weapon system of frequency to be able to use that within a city to cause spontaneous chaos. Very much like the Kingsman, if you ever saw that movie, where they set out a frequency through a cell phone and everybody receives it. And then suddenly in the church, everybody kills themselves. These are the sorts of events that can be created that don't rely on a cell phone trigger like like a 5G tower, but it's this a CERN level event could be, is conceivable. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just kind of laying out the sorts of things that we're dealing with here at the levels of science of what they're exploring on a much greater level, and here's the catch of all of this, is it being anchored solidly in Jesus, and that's why this is a really interesting piece to listen to. A scientist who's going to tell you this exact thing. Being tied and anchored solidly in the rock of faith in your relationship with Jesus builds a true armor around you and you're immune to this sort of influence. That stress as we move forward here in this warfare cannot be overstated, ever. It is a constant reminder we have to put between ourselves, each other, and other people to get rooted in that relationship with Christ because it is the true armor of God. And right now, when we even deal with Ephesians, we are dealing with the principalities beyond our control, beyond our reach. We are dealing with frequencies. We are dealing with airwaves. We are dealing with influence, things that we can't even touch. And the only way through this is to keep that center point on faith and our true armor around us, which is our relationship with Christ and through Christ to the Father. And this is going to get, I think, in my opinion, this is going to get more viscerally real, for more and more people as we walk down this path. And it's going to challenge us in ways that perhaps we've never imagined. And that's good. And I think that it's going to lead us to, for those that are willing, will lead to a much greater and more profound relationship in faith. There is a piece here I want to play, and it's a story, and I'll play, we'll do the, it's a relates to a new song by Christine DiMarco. And I've played her stuff at night uh, after hours. One of the songs she does is it is well. but she does a really interesting discussion here with the person she shares that she sings a new piece called Gravity, Christine DeMarco and featuring Callie. It's another singer. But what's interesting is this discussion about positivity and how we forget or try to too often place positivity in our relationship with God and forget that Father is all things. I want to play this for you. I think it's really a neat behind-the-scenes look at her song, but a fantastic testimony to this deeper relationship with God.
2: something rolling around in my head about um, making God smaller than than he is especially in the areas of our pain and I had this line like this it's like innocent idolatry it's like I didn't know God like I thought (laughs) I thought you were like me I thought I made you somehow this way Um, that you're unable to to feel what I feel or you're somehow unable to sit with me in it. Or you just expect me to get up, get out of here and stop sitting and stop stop feeling. This is how we fleshed out the Mm -hmm. um, the actual idea of positivity being, um, of becoming like this idol and missing the God who knows the gravity because we're so We think that he's the God of good feelings, but he's also the God of
4: the bad days. I don't even think it started by a song. Like, I think we were talking, I think we were processing and like, truly, I mean, Christine and I have been friends for like, 10, 11 11 years, years. something like that. Mm -hmm. And just like, how sweet to have a relationship where you can like kind of approach a sensitive topic like this and the repentance of like, no, I really I, I really saw the Lord like that. I really operated like that. And then for life to happen alongside people. So you understood, we understood each other and kind of processing, this isn't just an, a concept for a song. This is something really walking out. And I think like feeling the fruit of friendship in that way is really profound. Like me going through, pain, loss, grief, everything that that comes along with. And knowing I don't have a friend in Christine who's gonna like throw nice sayings on top of it who's uncomfortable with my pain. I have a friend who is sitting with me in it. And um, having that demonstration of like, that is who Jesus is and that's who I'm finding in my friend made it like such a natural thing to write a song like this because you've demonstrated learning to do that with me.
2: I think it's that thing of, I don't want to make an idol of the good days when you are so present in the hard ones.
0: I absolutely love that just quick narration. And it's so true is this relationships that we build with Father are too often anchored in this kind of a um, love me, not, love me, love me, not kind of a daisy petal thing. That when we're things are good, we assume that God loves us. And when things go bad, it's kind of like this, and I'm oversimplifying, but he doesn't love us right now. And right now in this time, in this gravity, and using that term, in this gravity of time in which we live, I don't think there can ever be a more important point than to reach into Father and realize that he is there always for all things. And part of the walk here is that we are being put through the, that sort of blast furnace in a way of refinement because it's the preparation for the bride of Christ. He wants the willing. He wants those that want to seek him. And no matter what we are, God loves us. And I think that's the most powerful place right now for all of us to be and to understand. And it's going to be challenging times. These are part of us growing. And that part of that challenge is for us as we face the challenging times and face the difficulties that we're seeking him, leaning into him, and not having the doubts Because we're going into a pretty tormentuous time, turbulent time. There's no question about that. I don't know to what extreme we could see mass events on the global scale and kind of painted out some of these pretty dark narratives at the beginning of the show today. But they're not to create a sense of doom. It's a most amazing moment in time where we're literally seeing so many that are awakening exiting from slavery. And this isn't have, has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with everybody waking up to the fact that as a global system, we were all part of a slavery system driven by debt. And in this awakening, it's a freeing of us to literally walk into a new world, making the choice to follow him, an exodus. And I think if we stay true to that, I'm giving you my opinion, take it or leave it. But I truly believe in my heart of hearts that in these tumultuous times, no matter how bad things are going to get around you or seem to be getting around you, that he's got us. And it will almost be like we're out of phase of all this stuff going around. It's like walking through a collapsing wall and nothing touches you because you've got that pure azimuth anchored on the rock of faith the love through Jesus, and the connection to Father. And as we walk that true path, it is truly going to be an amazing walk to witness the world unravel and to watch it remain as we stay true to him. It's going to all be okay. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight just very humbled, completely embracing this amazing time that we're in where you have given us so much grace and so much blessing. So father, I'm going to make a prayer tonight that I'm going to just extend to anybody that wants to join. And it's a prayer of the blessing of trust to, for those that seek and those that want to join this prayer to just pray that we can, have that blessing of a deep and most intimate trust in you to shed any of the concepts that you're there only for the good, that somehow we're not worthy, all of these things. But instead to pray deeply in that relationship and of trust in you, knowing that you as father are there for us and with us through this entire process, as long as we open our heart to you. This is a profound moment, Lord, and for so many, for all of us, if we choose, to find the most amazing depth and relationship with you, to find that most powerful connection with Jesus on a daily basis in the intimacy of our conversations, the meals, our life, our breath, every step and every walk that we make. And it's there for the taking. You've never left us. You've always been there with us, and you've guided us through this, even when we might have doubts, even when we have darkness that settles over our hearts. But this is such an amazing time, if we can shed those doubts and moments, how much farther we can go, how much greater we can strive, how much more profound these moments can be as we witness transformations as we witness miracles, as we witness the true power of your grace and glory in all of our lives. So, Father, we just pray for trust with you, in you, through you. We are so deeply humbled by where we are. We are so deeply humbled by the gifts you have given us. We are so amazed at the refinement that you've offered us, the everlasting love, in spite of the trips and falls that we've made, the stumbles, the difficult times, and even in the difficult times, and even the most difficult times, we learn to grow. We learn to be more refined. We learn to have a greater relationship with you if we've been willing, and that's the prayer, to always be willing, to always be open, to always be seeking that deeper part of you, knowing that you are always there. Guide us in these times, Father, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It is a beautiful time if we are if our eyes are open. I, I And I'm going to say this. There's so many crazy things going on. Like, let's take this example, which, by the way, has completely fallen off the media. If you search it, you won't find hardly a story out there right now that's current. And it's Lake Mead, which just happens to feed power to like 40 million lives or 30 million families and it gives water to hundreds of thousands and by the last story which was published about five days ago it was approaching deadpool, which means it could no longer deliver power because the the, the lake will get below the level where they can run water out and it will not be able to provide water for hundreds of thousands of families. I don't know what the status is. I mean, it's the, like many of these stories are just kind of like stopping all of a sudden. They're not there. But here's where I think the reality comes. If we're really holding true and holding to our absolute connection in God, no matter where he leads us, I swear. And I, I mean, it's going to be I'm just saying this. I'm not predicting this. Be very clear. But I don't think there's any question that if you're in one of those areas where the water would dry up, you're still going to have water. Because God's going to provide. He's going to take care of all of us right now. And it's going to take a testing of our faith. Because the system that's falling apart is the system of man. The system that's there and always has been is the power and glory of God. And as long as we stay tight in that, let the world fall down. It's going to be quite a show. a pretty amazing one at that. And we'll be okay. And I think we know that if we search our hearts. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. We're in an amazing time right now. So keep our prayers up. A deep and intimate relationship through Christ to the Father. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war, so walk, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
5: All this time we had to prove that
6: we could stand here too. something to find We always come back to what we know Keep it close on the cold days, darling Pounding all the ways Where you are a safe place to hide from
5: the rain